Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. it is Frito and Rodney Rocket Science Made Easy and today we're going to give you an introduction to Rocket Science that sounds intimidating almost doesn't it it does so, but uh, no this uh, we've been talking about obviously the podcast is called Rocket Science Made Easy so we might as well tell you kind of how that started and where we want to go with it good so um, I will tell you yeah. <laughs> so, you go ahead and start uh, I'll do that so uh, as I mentioned in our introductory podcast I used to work for, still still work for a newspaper group now, but I used to work for a media company uh, based out of New York, and I would travel around and do trainings for online trainings for salespeople and editorial folks. And in the trainings, I would have, you know, different stories. And one of them, it was my fictitious business name was always Rodney's Hot Dog Stand. And so I started a blog, and this has been probably 15 years ago, called Rodney's Hot Dog Stand. It was just little stories of things that I would come across as I was doing trainings a lot of it just kind of more kind of humorous looks at the way we do things, how we tend to complicate things in life when it's really not that hard. It's not rocket science. And so I put all those together in a in a book uh, called Rocket Science Made Easy um, of just um, <clears throat> little things on how we look at life and and why we do the things we do and how we can do things a lot different. So put that together, put that book out in. 2014, I believe. And so as most authors, I've given away more, way more books than I've ever sold. Of course. And uh, will probably always be that way. Um, but can you still, can you still buy the book? You can still buy it. It's on amazon.com and, and, uh, I have a website, rocket science made easy that I, uh, sell it through that. But I really didn't, you know, I tell people, unless you're Dr. Phil or somebody who has a huge platform to sell those, um, you know, I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy giving away to friends and family, uh, to do that, but really just a collection on how we look at things in life, uh, and complicate everything, uh, when it doesn't really have to be that complicated. And, um, hell, let me just dig right in. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Apollo 13, even rocket science doesn't have to be hard. They made that air filtration system. Exactly. Yeah. Out of. Duct tape. Yes, of all the things they needed. And uh, w- when push comes to seven, you need to do it. Uh, you can find some way to do it fairly easily. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's just our human nature for some reason. I don't know why it is that the easiest way sometimes uh, I have an older daughter and when she was younger, uh, I used to tell her about it, you know, she'll find the hardest way to do everything for some reason. My youngest daughter, she kind of went with the flow and, you know, took the path of least resistance, but some people are just wired that way. And I think maybe just as humans, we're just kind of wired that way that, you know, we just have to kind of tend to, to mess, mess with things and mm-hmm. tends to complicate it more than we need to be. And there's, um, I've noticed there's a fine line between making things easy and less complicated and having no ambition at all. True. Good point. Um, and there's a difference. Yes. And it's a huge difference. Yes. No, I agree. But yeah. it wow. can really impact the way other people view you. And I was a guy in college yeah. that I was like vice president 
of the fraternity, involved in several organizations. But I was also the guy that was in all those meetings. They're debating what they think is important. And I'm sitting in the back of the room saying, guys, 10 years from now, no it's one's not going to matter. Exactly. So exactly. why? Why waste our time now? Yeah. And I don't know, like I say, I don't know why we do that. Uh, it's kind of funny uh, when I was thinking of a title for the book, because uh, I don't know if, if it's just because for so long uh, we've used, it's not rocket science, which which means a lot of people have tried to complicate things more than yeah. it needs to be, or you wouldn't have that phrase. It's not rocket science. Uh, in fact, I put in the introduction of the book, I wonder if rockets, real rocket scientists are offended uh, by all that. Um, but, you know, if we know it and we kind of use even that phrase as a tagline, uh, why do we keep, we keep doing it though? We just keep doing, mm-hmm. we can't help ourselves. Uh, you know, if we know we complicate everything, why do we continue to, to do it? Um, and so that's what we're trying to look at, you know, uh, at people, businesses, people, things that have done things where they figured out, you know what, this really doesn't have to be yeah. as complicated as it needs to be. Well, and I think a lot of times, and we actually, finally, I know, I know that I didn't invent this, but I felt like I did. <laughs> Until the pandemic, if the cure is worse than the solution, it's not a cure. Exactly. And we we tend to cure things that create more problems with the cure than no. than we need. Oh, I agree. I agree, hundred um, percent. My wife's in the medical fields. I see a lot of you know. We do all you, you know. You know, almost you get you know fall down, scrape your knee. You know, you're taking twelve different antibiotics and you're doing all this stuff. You know, when I was a kid, it's like. Okay, you fell and scraped your knee. Go back out and play. Yeah. And somehow we all survived uh, doing that. And we survived drinking out of the garden hose. And we've survived some other things. But uh, as things have progressed, it seems like we've kind of gone the other direction on the common sense. Let me try this one on you. Because um, Rod and I think a lot alike. We haven't talked about this. Um, but I want to see what your thoughts are. Jeff Leach, who is a state representative, okay. used to office in this building. Okay. And um, he was a big listener to the radio station I worked at and we were friends and Jeff, one of his biggest initiatives was trying to streamline the DPS <laughs> when you go get your license. Wow. That's, and that's a big task. Well, yes, <laughs> wow, it is because, and it is a, it is a problem. Yeah. I put problem in quotes Yeah, because I told Jeff straight out, you know what? You're absolutely right. It is ridiculous that it takes me four hours to get my license renewed when I have to go there. I agree with you 100%. But the truth of the matter is I have to go there once a decade. So, yes, it's a problem. But are you wasting a lot of time right? trying to solve a problem that does exist right? but probably doesn't need to be solved? Yes. No, I agree. And actually, the kind of the reverse of that sometimes. So I, I did that exact uh, scenario. So I had to get my been in Texas long enough now that I had to actually go in person to get my license renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I uh, live up in Van Alstine. So I went to Sherman to get it done. And I was asking the late asking the lady who was there. Um, cause I said, well, when do I need to come back in again? She goes, well, it's five years now, so you can renew it. So it'd be 10 years before you have to do this yeah. in person. So part of me was like, so let's just say I'm, you know, 90 years old and renewing my license. 
you have no way to verify anything for another 10 years, realistically, mm-hmm. on me uh, on that. So, um, yeah, there's definitely now some that's things. That's a problem. Yeah, so definitely, it's like, I can I get it on, on one hand, but on the other hand, do you have some some things and some fail-safes in place to, to kind of learn through this? And mm-hmm. so, uh, again, one of those, let's make it simpler so you don't have to go in. Yeah. Now, you got 10 years to do that, So, but then did you, did you create another problem by doing that? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And we'll be talking a lot. I think from reading your book, which by the way, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I probably should be. Is the first book I've read cover to cover since like Curious George. I mean, I'm not a reader, but I read this book cover to cover. Well, I I try to make it like I say. I call it an airplane book. It is uh, because you know it's like short chapters. Uh, they're not even numbered. They're just chapters that go through, and you can read it on your flight to wherever Elephant. you're going. So. If you like to take a risk and you drive to downtown during rush hour, yeah, you can read it while you drive. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, because you you're going to be stuck for a while. So um, yeah, that's another whole story. Uh, I, I, I think and I can't remember if I did a blog post or something, but I call it the anatomy of a traffic jam. You know, of just uh, again, kind of back to that simple approach. But you know, what really causes traffic jams? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Joplin, Missouri. Raced there, grew up there, was involved in the community, did lots of stuff. You know, we had one main drag in Joplin that I think the speed limit was 45 was the hot, you know, and, and that was the that was the terrible street to drive through on there. It's like, you guys have no idea what traffic's like until I moved down here. But it's always just one or two people that are over in this far lane that need to go over here mm-hmm. that are really causing this two-mile uh, backup going through there. Yeah. And, and I, I use that example in my blog posts and I'll have to dig that up. I'll have to be one of our episodes, but that, uh, that's kind of <clears throat> life in general. You know, we're trying to go here and then we just kind of get veered off here and we start this big log jam of things in our life that kind of start to back up just because of some, a couple of dumb decisions that we do. And I think that um, from reading the book, you and I will be to- talking a lot and we'll do a specific episode on Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But businesses like Chick-fil-A. Yes. Who see problems and address them in simple ways. Yeah. And I don't want to take anything away from how how much work it is to expand a Chick-fil-A drive through Right. But they saw a problem and they said, you know what? It makes sense. If we're filling up one lane, let's add a second lane. Exactly. Let's add a third lane. Yeah. It's not that. No. Now, maybe the logistics may be hard. Right. But coming up with a solution. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they saw, you're right, they saw the problems. Like, well, maybe if we put people outside taking orders, it yeah. can make things go even quicker as you go through there. And so, and really, that's kind of become our world. Everything's got to be instantaneous or not fast enough. Um, you know, they've adjusted to that. Um, and a lot of businesses haven't. So a lot of businesses, you know, have... You know, in that and in, in that example, they're they're still lined out around the block mm-hmm. on the one lane, trying to get think people through the drive through. Well, and that's another. Um, we'll talk about this customer service type stuff. Right. Is we're all in the people business, right. as you point out, and rather than Chick Fil A looking at their customers and saying, you know what, hey, just a fact of life, yeah. you're gonna have to wait in one line. Yeah. They thought about it and said, what do our customers want? And how do we deliver that to our customers? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of back to that simple, you know, really, and again, you're right, we'll talk about this probably more in depth, but I mean, they've only got, you know, one job really, you know, 
Either mm-hmm. you're going to get a chicken sandwich, your salad, or some nuggets, and we got to get those to the people coming through the drive-through. How can we do that uh, as best we can? And so, yeah, a lot of it is just sit, sitting back and and looking. Um, uh, I was thinking as we were talking earlier, one of my favorites uh, movies is Sling Blade, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the favorite scenes in that is when the guys are asking Carl to come over because they couldn't get this lawnmower to work. You know, they've tried everything, and there's you know there's probably three or four guys around there tinkering with it, and he comes over and he's like. Ain't no gas in it. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's the key to a lot of businesses in life. There's no gas in it because we didn't look the simplest thing. Uh, we're trying to rebuild the motor before we put gas in it. One of my first jobs in high school, I worked at a snack shop at Richardson Square Mall, which um, you won't know about yeah. Richardson Square Mall. It's long been closed. But it was a hot dog stand, basically. Yeah. And uh, the timing was perfect because when I got hired, the store didn't have a manager. The assistant manager was running the store. And within two weeks, she quit. And I ended up... So you got promoted. 16 (laughs) years old. I've been there for two weeks. And I'm now the assistant manager acting. I I ran that place. And believe me, there's some blackjack games that were run (laughs) in in the storeroom. But one day I came in, after school, of course, to work... And my microwave wasn't working. And it was like one of those commercial, industrial, right. heavy-duty microwaves. Ones, yeah. And this um, this store was a franchise nationwide, headquartered in Minneapolis. And in order to get a piece of your equipment fixed, you had to fill out the paperwork in triplicate. Now, most people listening to us... They don't know what that means. <laughs> ...won't remember carbon paper. Right. But it meant that you hand... Oh, yeah. Wrote the work order and made three copies. One gets sent to Minneapolis and they schedule their regional repair guys to come out. So when they have enough repairs to do in one area of the country, and they come out. they'll come out. So I went without a microwave for like two weeks, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah. In that business. The workers came out to fix my microwave and... I get, I'm working that shift. I get a tap on the shoulder and the worker says, how long has it been unplugged? <laughs> yep. And one of my night guys unplugged it to move it to clean Yeah. and never plugged it back in. And I never and checked. It, yep. Yeah. That, it's funny you say that. So many years ago, me and another friend of mine, we had a web design business, but also an internet service provider. Um, that was the back in the day for you kids listening, where we had dial-up modems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if it thundered and lightning, your power normally went out. Normally your modem got fried. You were you were uh, screwed. So we got a call next morning. This lady called say, hey, I don't have internet access. Can't get anything going. Uh, so my partner's like, well, we had a lot of a big storm last night um <clears throat> maybe got hit by lightning and she said oh there was thunder but no lightning ah. <laughs> and so that's one of the uh fact that's a chapter i put in the book thunder but no lightning but uh of people you know and it was just at that point in time what do you do you just kind of say oh, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you might need a new modem yeah. uh, at that time but it was thunder but no lightning and so again all these become these, uh, you know, lessons for life, I guess, the way people look at things. It's like, yeah, there's all kinds of thunder, but we didn't have any lightning. And they really are lessons yes, for life. And you learn them as you age. You learn them as you grow up. Yeah. And um, one of the pieces, when when people ask me if I could tell my younger self yeah. something, my advice would be, 
listen to old people. Yes. They've yeah. been through it. Yep. Yeah. Um, that and just, you know, stop and, and think, you know, before you act. I mean, we're, yeah. we're so quick to, you know, jump and do something because I have all the answers and just stop for a second and think, you know, why are we doing it this way? Or why am I getting ready to do what I'm getting ready to do? Um, Is it unplugged? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Look and see, you know, was there maybe some lightning? Was yeah. Is it unplugged? You know, is there gas in the engine? Things like that, that we immediately jump to conclusions and, oh. you know, we want to do this or it's not working, but we don't figure out why. Or is it worth the fight? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, just because I'm right doesn't mean it's worth a fight. Right. Yeah. And one one of the things that we will uh, will explore, one of the chapters, and I'm sure the episodes, uh, one of the things I put was... I just call it okay. So sometimes mm-hmm. the best answer. So my, my daughters, when they were little, they're, they're eight years, they're born eight years apart on the same day. So, um, well, my youngest one was probably two or three. So the other one, the oldest one would be 11. You know, they would argue about whether the sun was shining or the wind was blowing. Uh, and they would just go on. And I would always just tell my oldest daughter, it's like, just say, okay, and be mm-hmm. done. Once you say it, it's, it's over. I mean, you can be the, and that's, that's the same way with, you know, I see these people on TV, these different stations, and they're just, you know, yelling and yelling. It's like, just say, okay, and be done. You know, well, I can have a different opinion than you. I can have, you know, but uh, we just, you're right. Well, you always have to be right. Not only that, Rodney, I, I tend to watch TV and movies. And I'm looking to learn. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the movie is. The movie could be there just for pure entertainment. Yep. And I'm going to try and get something out of that movie. Right now, I'm binge watching... I've already seen the episodes. I'm binge watching again Deadliest Catch. Yes. Which is about crab fishing. Yeah. Basically. And these captains and the skippers on these crab boats, man, it's a rough life. It's a rough job. And some of the leaders lead by yelling and screaming and motivating that way. But the best ones just sit back, stay calm. If there's a problem, they let their employee or their crewman. Right. Come up there and complain and bitch and moan, and the captain will just sit there and listen. And to me, that's you talk about two ears and two ears and one mouth. Yeah, you can learn a whole lot more yeah. by listening by listening to people who you disagree with. Exactly. No, I I, I want to know if I'm missing something. Right. If I'm if I'm very strong with an opinion. And you disagree with me? I'm going to stop and think. Okay, what am I missing? Right. I want to know your point of view. Ninety-nine times out of hundred, you're going to be wrong, and I'm going to be right. Right. But I want to know what makes you feel the way you feel. Exactly. No, I have friends who you know differ from me politically, uh, differ from me on different. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big Chiefs fan. I'm a, I'm a Kansas City Royals fan. I've got uh, the guy that I work with. Uh, my uh, he's a big Cardinals fan. Obviously, Royals and Cardinals don't get along always. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, to be able to kind of talk to someone else, get there. You know, I've got a good friend who lives in Buffalo. We used to work together. She and I would have all kinds of discussions on political issues, you know, and neither one of us changed each other's mind, but neither one of us got mad at each other either. Yeah. I mean, and so, again, just kind of that that process of being of simple, you know, just hear what they have to say, hear what we have to say. We don't have to yell. We don't have to scream. Uh, we talked in our last episode about uh, when I used to play basketball and get mad at the referees, you know, uh, they're not changing their mind, you know, but so it doesn't get any good for me to yell and scream uh, for that. So, Well, I'm sure this will come up. 
in a future episode also. But what do you use the horn on your car for? Right. Because I'll tell you this, my horn, I never honk my horn unless it's to avoid an accident. I never honk it because I'm mad because you can't do anything about it. Right. Once yeah. something's happened. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't learned that lesson yet. Oh. <laughs> my wife says I've become a more aggressive driver since I moved to Dallas That's area. That's great. Like, oh, yeah, probably so. Um, but and it's probably my fault uh, on that side. But you're right. I mean, uh, those things that, again, simple things mm-hmm. that we know uh, aren't, that aren't going to help us, but we can continue to do it. Yeah. But you've taken that kind of step back a little bit. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we get two ears and one mouth, you know, sometimes it's easier to, to listen and learn from other people who have been there. And, um, I saw an interview one time with Kobe Bryant. Um, and he was talking about that he would, would always talk to all the older Lakers, the Kurt mm-hmm. Rambuses, the Kareem, and, you know, tell me about this player, you know, how did you guard this player? You know, uh, not that, you know, in, Obviously, Kobe was an incredible player, but not to tell them how great he was. He was really trying to find out, you know, how did you defend this person? What was your strategy against this person? So really, you know, taking time to sit down uh, and and just find out. And most of them were ver- are very simple things that they would do. Uh, it gives you the ability to, to make a plan. Right. Exactly. And to keep it simple. You're not learning as you go. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's where I think in general we've kind of – really kind of the reason for behind this book a little bit was is that because we we tend to complicate and complicate and every everything and one of the chapters I wrote was Domino's pizza so I was a Domino's pizza addict recovering I, I should have a little Domino's pizza necklace you know recovering addict but but I I love Domino's pizza when I was a kid and in college and uh because you know it was 30 minutes and it's at your door that was their thing, you know. And then they started adding, well, now you can get Domino's pizza and you can get wings and salads and breadsticks and chicken and we'll mm-hmm. bring a buffet. All kinds of stuff. Uh, and it got away from now. Well, we can't do the 30 minutes or less anymore. And then all the other pizza places started to kind of creep in. And now they all do it. So, um, which if they were just kind of kept with their original plan, this is what we do. We do one thing. We do it really well. Uh, they would still be dominating the market. But we tend to kind of, okay, we figured this out now we got to add more things to it and we're we complicate everything with that so yeah make a plan make it keep it simple um as we've talked about that's what i love about you know the chick-fil-a so so once so sneak peek i guess some of the things we talk about we'll talk about my loves are you know things like chick-fil-a quick trip hampton inns places who figured out a really simple way to get people in the door, to take care of people, and, and to make it simple. So they made a plan, make it simple, and it's easy to understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll do, do all those episodes, and we encourage you to share these episodes with people, not only because we want to be rich and famous, but we happen to think we we know a thing or two. Well, and uh, as we grow this out, you know, again, we any kind of feedback that we can get and stories. I mean, the, the uh, there's some there's a, the the Chicken Soup for the Souls series of books mm-hmm. that were out by Jack Canfield several years ago. I love those books. I've got several of them because they're just a book of stories of people telling. You know what? I did this and I got this. I did this simple thing. I did this. So, uh, you know, being able to to share those stories about love why, to hear those why things have been successful. How someone has been successful, and a lot of it is kind of back to once I got back to realizing what the 
that one thing, kind of like in uh, the movie, uh, what was, uh, as we're getting old, we can't figure out, City oh Slickers. My, yes. City Slickers. You know, once you figure out that one thing, uh, you know, and you realize there ain't no gas in the there's no gas in the lawnmower, uh, then we kind of, we'll, we'll go from there. So so we definitely want your input. So um, feel free to go to the show notes, email us your stories, email, send us a voicemail. Exactly. Um, maybe we'll play it on a future episode. Yeah, that'd be awesome, yeah. Um, would love to hear from you. So um, that's what we got for you now. I can't wait for the next episode. This is Todd Bales of Allen Gold and Silver Exchange, located inside the Caddo office building in Allen, Texas. And you've been listening to a Freedom Nations Productions podcast recorded inside the Caddo office studio. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.